Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, I have railed before about how boomers won't get out of their uh, big shot jobs, clearing the way for the fine people of my generation, Gen X, to ascend to those gigs. Now they're not leaving their homes either. I've actually seen this play out. My in-laws live in the same home that they raised their two amazing daughters in Plymouth. Beautiful home. And yet downsizing or rights, it's challenging because they feel like there's nothing on the market that would work. New report talking about how boomers sort of are clogging up the whole system. When, when the boomers stay in their larger homes and the Gen Xers don't move up, the millennials can't get into the starter homes and Gen Z, good luck. There is a real estate developer who thinks he has part of a solution because we like talking about solutions on this show. And so we bring in Bobby Fion, a partner with Forum Developers. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Bobby, so good to talk to you. Thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. So Bobby uh, put something out on X, the old Twitter, that caught my attention on this very issue. And that's why I reached out to you, Bobby. But you uh, have a, a belief that part of the issue is just the homes that are available, the floor plans, the apartments, the condos. Uh, stink. They're not appealing to those boomers who are in larger homes. Explain what you're what you're thinking about here. Well, I think on one thing, it's just undeniably true um, that they are not built for that demographic. Uh, so I'd say um, apartments are primarily designed for um, the, the target demographic of the millennials. Right. Like of the people who are coming up looking to rent for for a certain period of time. And so you see uh, designs that um, work with that um, age demographic and the things they like walk into any brand new apartment building and you'll see um, highly tricked out amenities with um, uh, really glitzy, fun things that are clearly targeted at that you know, um, late twenties, early thirties, mostly single, maybe some young couples, a few young children. But, uh, to me, the, the clear problem is that, um, and, and there's lots of other ones too, uh, that have to do with uh, tax code or other incentives. But to me, I think it's just a very clear thing of like, there is not product that someone with options, which all empty nesters have, they could choose to stay. Yeah. Um, none of them would want to move into. So I, I don't, that, so I'd say, I think the, the problem is that uh, the product is not being built to serve this uh, user's uh, yeah. needs, particularly, yeah. particularly near where they, um, near where they live. And so I, I think um, th- th- there's a problem of the product not being right. And there's a problem of it not being located in the right thing. I think it isn't just a matter of like building the right product. I, I mean, um, you mentioned, uh, well, anyway, I'd say, 
all of us, I think, know people who uh, espouse the same thing that uh, you mentioned of like right. they want to move. Yeah. And yet they just can't find anything that they that they like. And, and I don't blame them. And I, I don't think we should be in the business of forcing people to move. Um, but uh, there is a, there is, I think, a huge problem of the product not being there. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Fion is with us. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of our listeners and you can text in at six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. You know, people have a number of reasons why you stay right now. Obviously, realist, you know, most boomers who are empty nesters have already paid for their home. So like and yeah. en- entering a new, you know, buying a new place is maybe you're like, I don't know if I do. I want six percent interest rates. That's maybe an issue. But my wife and I have been looking to sort of our kids are late teens. So we're starting to think about like, all right, let's see what's out there. And the truth is, like, if we wanted an apartment with like a large living room where you, you know, or a large dining room, kitchen, dining room, an open middle, you know, that's not a widely available option. Or you have like a really tiny bedroom, tiny guest bedroom. And you're like, well, that's not that. Why would I leave my perfectly fine house to go into this? No, no, it's not. And and so I'd say the product that I personally focus on developing is actually for kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum. It's for um, millennials who are first starting home. So it's it's for um, people who are have kids under the age of five, right? So mm. we're, they're not really making decisions on school yet, but they, they need a little bit more space. Uh, and even there, uh, I'd say the, uh, the product that, that I'm investing in building is uh, markedly different than anything that's out there, I'd say. So the main product that's being built now is designed around singles and roommates. And you can see it um, clear as day just by looking at the floor plans, right? Like you'll see every bedroom is the equal size, right? You'll see bedrooms that are wider than the living room. You'll see kitchens that are deprioritized. Every bedroom is essentially designed to be a private suite. Um, and it's, you know, lots of different problems for that. It's, it's uh, developers aren't stupid. They're building that because there was a huge demand for that kind of product as well. But what, what I see, I guess, in, in the thing that I'm believe in. And I think someone else needs to do the same thing for uh, empty nesters as well is you need to design for a particular dynamic and not mm. just say, oh, heck, we're building apartments. Well, why aren't these boomers moving into them? It's like, again, have you seen it? It just doesn't fit, right? Like it doesn't yeah. fit the, the li- in particular, I think it's the living rooms, right? You'll see the most common dimension, like living room width is between like 12 and 14 feet wide, barely large enough for like I'd say like a large couch. It's a, it's a, a West Elm size, like small, like <laughs> yeah. single three seater couch that fits. And that's it. And that's just not, I think, appealing for anyone to want to move into who's had a house. Right. So I mean, 2000 square feet per person is a lot, but <clears throat> getting down to these, you know, smaller size, which I think should be in the best interest of everybody is just not being, um, not being a product that's not being delivered. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, it it is interesting as we look, you know, look forward and look to how do we achieve, you know, all of the kind of urbanists would like more density. And here in the Twin Cities, 
you know, if if Minneapolis and St. Paul, which are relatively small cities surrounded by tons of suburban people, if you're going to get better transit, less vehicle miles, more amenities in the city, you need more people to live there. And absolutely, if you're not uh, building for the lifestyle that people want, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for people. It doesn't. And, and I also believe in families, too. Having, right. Like that's your main oh, focus. Oh, apartments for families. But why Why shouldn't a family? You shouldn't have to go to New York City or Miami or Boston to have apartments that make sense for families. No, you no, you shouldn't. And, and I also reject that. I think like buildings need to be more uh, multi-generational in general. Like mm. I, I don't I don't like I don't like the idea of like 55 and over apartments, although that's again, some people want that that exists. But to me, like neighborhoods and city and real density is about, I think, demographic diversity, right? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like, I don't think downtowns are good when it's just young single people. And I think they need somewhere for some people to stay and raise their kids downtown. So they send their kids to schools and do different kinds of things are down there as well. And I think that boomers should live there too, but it shouldn't be, um, this is the neighborhood where boomers live. This is the building where 25 year olds live. This is the building where, you know, um, people with kids under the age of five live. I think <laughs> right. it should be it, it, I mean, which uh, a building full of just children under the age of five would be uh, crazy. Um, so uh, that would be unmanageable. Just sounds like a hellscape, anyway, Bobby. I did not like, I yeah, remember when my kids, yeah, <laughs> when my kids were that age, I do not want to be in a building with all of that. No, no, but I, I think people are happier being around other other folks. I yes. mean, like I know one of the reasons why my parents would would uh, reject like moving, um, would reject moving is because like they've invested quite a bit into their community. So they've they've now gotten to that point where we go back there for holidays and we see them and we're relatively close, but we're there maybe once a quarter, you know, yeah. every few months. They see us more often, and you know, so they maintain the house. But if they were to try to move a different product, I think like. It needs to be built near where people live because people have invested not just in their home, right? Whatever the appreciation was, it went from, I don't know, $300,000, $800,000 or maybe more, who knows? But the other thing that people have a tremendous amount invested in is, you know, 20 years of community, right? I mean, like my mom just like wouldn't leave her church, right? And, and I wouldn't want her to. So anyway, I think we need to build this product and it needs to be built closer to where people live and it needs to also be built within density. I think there, there are some urbanists is maybe the wrong definition, but I think there are some people who have tried to espouse like downsizing into smaller homes. And while that can work, the problem for that is home prices are mainly just based on location and lot size. So you can't really save much money by like downsizing into a smaller home. Um, right. Uh, right. Unless, unless it's an older one, not, not, not a, certainly not a brand new house. It's so interesting. I, I hope it, it gives me a lot to think about. And hopefully, uh, you know, our developers here are thinking about just how that kind of floor plan, how that the layout of these yes. places is so critical. Uh, Bobby Fion, thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation. Of course. Three, talking about it. Very good. 348. We'll be back with a conversation about flashing your membership card on the way into, I know, flashing. Cook was worried we're having a flashing car. We're not doing that. We're talking about flashing the car at Costco. We'll do that conversation next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. 
the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.